0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, today is Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. It's new week, new beginning, time to get after your goals or things that are meaningful to you, right? And good food, good nutrition will always help you with that. And if you eat food that are not as good for you, um, then your mission to accomplish great things might be a little bit more complicated because we are made of food. Food gives us energy. uh, Food gives us health, vitality, positive mindset, um, so many things. So invest your time, your energy into good nutrition. Um, it's going to transform your life. And I, and I know that from personal experience. Uh, but guys, uh, talking about good food and making good food choices, uh, let's talk about uh, why we smart people don't always make the best decisions. Like we know something is bad for us, uh, I don't know, uh, a piece of cake, uh, cookies every night, or um, a lot of sugar in the Different things, I don't know, from yogurts to sodas to coffee drinks. Um, maybe that croissant that you can't live without every morning, even though, even though you know it's not the best thing for you. Like why we smart people um, make bad food choices? Um, and uh, I have this book in front of me. It's called Why Smart People Make Bad Food Choices. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> the invisible influences that guide our thinking. Jack. Bobo by Jack A. Bobo. And, um, so there are actually, you know, besides everything that I'm going to talk to you, um, about from this book, um, another thing that I noticed why a lot of smart people don't make the best food choices is because you guys might not be as convinced in that, uh, bad food choices or foods that are not optimal for you with a lot of, um, different ingredients, uh, processed refined sugars and refined industrial fats and uh All these novel ingredients that were never present in our foods, you might think that it's not such a big deal. You know, well, you eat it and then you poop it out. But nothing gets unnoticed in your body. Everything is metabolized by your gut microbiome. And we talked about microbiome a lot last week. Uh, Everything, to some degree, is being incorporated in your cells and in your tissues and in your brain and in your heart and in your muscles and Everywhere it doesn't just, um, go in and it doesn't just, you know, go in, go out. No, your body actually uses it. And so, if, for example, if you eat foods with industrial oxidized fats, those fats are incorporated in your cell membranes and then your cells cannot communicate effectively between each other or, uh, let some nutrients in and out effectively. And that will, um, affect your health and your mental well-being and your energy levels and your performance mental and physical on so many levels guys every every single thing you put in your body part of this thing is going to become part of you and you know they say you are what you eat to some degree it's very very true we are not built from some um, eth- eth- ethereal energy we are actually built from the things we eat And so if something is built from ingredients that we know are not the best, not of the best qualities, like, again, processed carbohydrates or different other ingredients, uh, refined sugars, industrial fats, or all these ingredients that we really don't know much about, um, something gonna go wrong in your body. And if you do it more often, every single day, uh, it's gonna go wrong sooner. If you do it a little bit less, then it's gonna go wrong later. But things accumulate. Um, sometimes it takes longer, sometimes sooner, but quality of food matters, guys. It matters for your memory. It matters how fast your brain can connect the dots, how um, many novel ideas and connections your brain can make. It matters for your uh, fitness performance. Uh, because every single thing that you do, it's all about how fast, how effectively your cells can communicate, your neurons can fire, um, how fast and effectively, you know, cells can metabolize different things. And that all is affected by food. So I don't know if I inspired a little bit better thinking and a little bit more thought put into your food decisions, but Food is important. It affects everything you do, you feel, you think, guys. So that's about motivation. So Monday motivation, right? Um, we need to work on our motivation a little bit every single day to make sure it's solid to for us to make better choices. Anyhow, I'm going to shut up now and let's get back to the book. Why smart people make bad food choices. Why else we make bad food choices, even though we know... A lot of times, what choice is better? So, number one, confirmation bias. Today, we are talking about those um, reasons that we have in our brain, or the nature of our brain, how it works, affects um, these choices that are not always the best for us. So, confirmation bias. It means that, for example, you heard from a friend about some diet, like keto or clean eating or intermittent fasting, and then you heard from um, a few other people, and then you read so many articles on the internet because you googled it, and now you're convinced this is the best thing ever. And you started doing it, uh, but it's not quite working. Or maybe it worked for a bit, and then it stopped. But you're so convinced that this is the thing that works for everyone and it's gonna work for you. You just need to, I don't know, try harder or, um, I don't know, fast more or. Um, maybe you can't really uh, you are not really as consistent as you'd like but for many other reasons so anyhow you start looking for uh the ideas to confirm that this diet works you just need to you know try harder or fast harder uh and confirmation bias is basically what we do already we try to find confirmation of why it's right and we usually find faults in ourselves why it's not working for us right but maybe something else would work might better. Maybe uh, removing uh, sugars from your coffee drinks and uh, uh, from uh, replacing your sugary yogurt with some all-natural stuff. I'm talking about yogurts just because um, I was talking to my sister today about yogurts and her husband trying to lose belly fat, so um, they're asking me for some help. Uh, Anyhow, confirmation bias. Um, A lot of times we keep doing things, even though they not working really. So we make the same food choices and they seem to be fine before, but now they're not working. But because we've been doing it for so long, we're convinced this is the right thing. We just, I don't know, need to try harder. So this is confirmation bias. Our brains always does this. So guys, if something isn't working, maybe it's time to change it and look into something else naturalness bias and that means you know when you see a label natural on some food you think it's better you think it's healthier but you know sugar is also all natural um like regular sugar it's made either of sugar cane or sugar bits um usually it's um evaporated and then refined uh, but it's completely natural uh does it mean it's good for you and you should eat unlimited amount of it? No. Uh, honey is all natural, but you eat, but if you eat a lot of honey every day, you're going to get fat and diabetic. So, uh, all natural stuff um, should, you, you should look at it like uh, at uh, any other food stuff with uh, caution, with, uh, um, logical thinking natural doesn't mean anything a lot of natural things can kill us like you eat poisonous uh, natural mushrooms and without any additives it's gonna kill you just fine so natural doesn't mean anything um but that's the bias um, a lot of us uh, food consumers have we think natural is better well not at all. So always read labels, ingredient list. If you don't understand something, reach out. I'll help you out. But natural means nothing. There is not even definition of what natural is in food industry. Not, not the one that everyone has to follow. No. Natural like term, anyone can put it on any product. So it means nothing. Mental fatigue. Guys, A lot of times we would make food choices in the worst possible situation. When we are hungry, when it's the end of the day and we're already fatigued from and stressed from all the work that we did that that day. Uh, This is the worst time to make any food decisions and you're always going to make the worst kind of decisions. When the brain is fatigued, Uh, tired, uh, it's always makes the worst food choices. First of all, you're gonna choose the foods with the most calories, with the most, uh, you know, sweetness and fat, uh, foods that you know gonna, uh, distress you and maybe make you feel a little bit happier. Um, but those things tend to have, again, a lot of added sugars and a lot of other stuff. So, mental fatigue. It's a thing, guys. Never make choices. Never go shopping late at night or after your work day. Again, you're going to make the worst possible choices. That's why always I to all my clients i recommend make all food decisions in the morning when you are at your best when you when your mind is sharp when you're mentally fresh that's when you should make all the food choices not when you're tired at the end of the day uh a lot of my clients stop uh overeating at night just uh because they stop shopping at night and uh they eat what they plan uh in the morning um so mental fatigue Mental fatigue. Similar is decision fatigue. If you make too many decisions about your food all the time, and if you have no routine, more often than not, you're going to make bad choices. Because the more choices you make, the more choices you have to make, uh, the less better choices you're going to make. That's why it's always great to have a routine, eating routine, eating plan. Like for me, um, I fast from 8, from 6 p.m. to 12 uh, p.m. for 18 hours every day. Uh, I start my eating window with a plate of fruit and there is only one pr- fruit plate that I use and whatever fruit fits there, I eat it and that's it. Um in an hour I eat my yogurt and my nuts. Uh in an hour later I have my or in an hour, in an, uh, maybe a couple of hours, I eat my main meal that consists with a lot, a lot of green vegetables, uh with some starchy carbohydrates like beans or maybe sweet potato and three four hundred grams of uh, animal foods like uh, today I'm gonna have mussels, tomorrow chicken livers, uh, etc. So I have a routine and actually a When I'm busy and fatigued and all over the place, I make, uh, I start eating even better because, um, I just follow my routine and I never think about extras. So decision fatigue, guys. Have a routine. That's going to help you to make the best uh, eating choices. Halo effect. That means that, for example, we see, um, some product and it says plant-based, all vegan. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that I'm good for you. Plant-based and vegan can has, can have all the sugar and a, b- a bunch of fillers that are also quite vegan. Uh, and a lot, again, a lot of stuff that just isn't good for you. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, like sugar is vegan you know, and so are most, um, they have vegan Oreos now, and Coke is also um, vegan. Um, and again, most of the junk food um, are quite vegan. So, <laughs> guys, just because it's vegan or because it's low fat or because it's low sugar, it doesn't mean anything. You got to look into all the details. Just because one uh, aspect of this food uh, is good, um, uh, like maybe low in sugar, but maybe there are a, a ton of additives and preservatives and, um, a ton of fat, like. One thing doesn't make the whole thing... One good thing doesn't make the whole thing good. So you always need to look into details. And most of us don't because we are fatigued and we make too many decisions. So we don't have time uh, and capacity to look at the ingredients. That's why it's important to have a routine in the first place, but be aware that everyone does this, this halo effect. Um, Plus it applies not just to food, but to everything we think. If people look good, then they should be smart and creative and talented and kind and all sorts of things. But no, that just means that people look good, doesn't mean anything else. Snob effect. So that doesn't apply like to a lot of people, but maybe to you it does apply snob effect uh, it's when a thing gets too popular like organic food uh, you start uh caring less about it like before you know organic was all like fancy and fashionable and everyone tried to eat organic and now that everyone almost everyone uh can get organic food they're like ah, whatever you know it's not better so snob effect uh whenever something gets popular or gets um you know everywhere You can get it, like for example, low carb pasta. Uh, people stop, start carrying less, even though it's, it's an amazing product, right? Um, you can eat your pasta and not spike your blood sugar, uh, but because it's everywhere, everywhere people think, ah, whatever, it's another like fat or kind of thing, you know, not that important. Uh, so be aware of that and don't be a snob, uh, but uh, choose better foods even though they are popular. Framing effect, and that has to do with the name, like for example, if you see a product that um, is vegan, you know, like you see sauerkraut and um, it says vegan. I'm just giving you my example. And some people are, well, I'm not vegan. I'm not going to buy it. Um, but if if it said something like sauerkraut, great for your hot dogs and you're great and you are, um, you know, hot dog person, you love eating hot dogs or sausages of all kinds, uh, then you would get it. So the name, even though the product is the same, uh, you know, sauerkraut, it's always been vegan. Um, Even though the product is the same, different name, different description, and you're going to either get it or not get it, depending on how the words are aligned with what you believe. And realize that... um, like. it applies to everything. If somebody tells you, or, you know, this is plant-based, uh, plant-based burger. So uh, get it. It's better for you. You know, they're framing this thing as a better for your thing. But most of the plant-based burgers, they are even worse than other kind of burgers made from meat and, uh, you know, made traditionally. So just because it's framed in a healthier um, perspective... Uh, Or like, you know, when it's put in a healthier frame, uh, it doesn't mean that it is actually a healthier or better for you. So be aware of that too. Um, And then we have the last bias of our brain. It's um, availability bias. Um, I didn't really understand exactly what the author was getting here at, but the... The nature of it is is next. So when you hear, for example, it's amazing to eat fruit and vegetables, right? But then you hear... But there are pesticides and herbicides, and you know, everything is not clean and everything is dirty these days. And then we're like, well, it's not worth it. I'm just going to eat my pizza. Uh, And so uh, you hear more and more bad things about the stuff in our food. And they're like, and you're like, well, it's not worth it. Again, I can just keep eating pizza. Uh, But fruit and vegetables, even if there are some. Pesticides left in your fruit and vegetables. They're still much better for you than pizza. Like, there is no question about it. Or, you know, when I post sergeants, people are like, but what about mercury? But again, first of all, sergeants are not that high in mercury because they're small and, um, I I don't, I'm not even going to get into that, but. Sargents are still much better than some uh, ultra processed sausage because they have omega 3s and iodine and calcium and magnesium and a lot of protein and so many good things and just because there is there might be uh, a little bit of mercury it doesn't it, it doesn't mean that now you should just go and eat whatever the latest junk out there right so that was about that and um These are the things, guys, that we have, a lot of us have these biases or uh, modes of thinking, and they don't allow us to make choices that uh, we know we want to make and we would make, but for some reason we don't. And let's repeat again, confirmation bias is when we are trying to uh, do confirm the thing that we've always been doing, even though it might not be working for us. Naturalness bias. Um, if we see the term natural, we think it's good for us, even though it means nothing. Mental fatigue and decision fatigue. You know, when we are tired, uh, don't make any food decisions. Don't make decisions at the end of the day when you're tired, stressed. And also don't make a lot of decisions in the first place. Have a routine. Have uh, an eating habit. Um, and you're going to make uh much better decisions without having to spend a lot of energy on it or time. Halo effect. Just because something I don't know is vegan, all of fat, all of sugar, doesn't mean it's good for you. Um, look at all the details and uh, what works for you. Uh, snob effect. You know, just because again something is popular, like low carb pasta or low carb um, I don't know cookies or a low carb um, or maybe organic or plant-based just because it has this uh, label and it got popular. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, it's just a fad or um, you should be buying it because it's just this popular thing these people do. No, a lot of those new foods, they are quite... Better than their alternatives, so don't be a snob. Uh, And then framing effect. Again, how it's presented to you a lot of times would define whether you're going to get it or whether you're going to eat it or not. But uh, frame doesn't tell you the whole story. So make sure you are available, um, you are aware of that frame and think deeper. Maybe sauerkraut is not that bad for you, you know, full of probiotics, even though you're not plant-based and even though sauerkraut is all vegan. Uh, And then availability Bias. So just because there is something potentially bad about fruit and vegetables, like pesticides, it doesn't mean that it's best to eat pizza. Fruit and vegetables are still better for you many, many faults than pizza, even though there might be some. Um, pesticides. So that's about it, guys. Tomorrow, we're going to continue talking about the same book, but from a different perspective. Uh, from a perspective uh, of environment, how our food environment, like for example, a store where you shop uh, can uh, make you uh, make worse for you choices, and how you might not be aware of um, different hacks that are used in a supermarket to make you buy things you don't really want to buy. Um, so again, uh, we are talking about f- book Why Smart People Make Bad Food Choices, The Invisible Influences That Guide Our Thinking. Re-listen to this episode again and figure out where you might be making these mental uh, mistakes or where you might be using frames and modes of operation uh, for your brain that are not that great for you, that make you make worse decisions, even though you like to make better food decisions. So really listen to this episode, share it with other people who are curious about like, why am I keep making this bad food decisions, even though I want uh, to eat better and I know how to be to eat better, like what's wrong with me? So share this episode with one another person, uh, learn together, practice together, uh, and let's eat better together, to feel better, to do our best, to uh, live the most amazing life, and also let's transform the food world together because the choices we make help us to shape our the world around us. Uh, that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for uh, all the other episodes this week. Uh, we're gonna have uh, a few testimonials or. Um, but I say solutions uh, of different problems people have around food and weight loss and uh, muscle gain. Uh, and we're also gonna talk about this book till the end because there are three chapters and we just talked about one. So stay tuned and as usual, guys, till next time, eat better daily.